0: The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on?
1: And welcome back to the Fly Overstate Sports Show. I'm drunk, that's drunk, and this is about to be drunk.
2: Yay! It's a great day to
1: be young, alive, but not a K-State fan, as we will discuss as we go on through. I have been bought beers by my boss, so that's why I'm inebriated. Why are you two inebriated, Mr. Gavin and Mr. Beans?
2: For everything we're about to talk about today.
1: (laughs) And, being Kevin and really really because of peer pressure, right? Yeah. No, is,
0: because of peer pressure.
1: Yeah, no. sole peer pressure. Yep. Um, well, at least my beers were free. Uh, we have a wonderful show for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be down sad about K-State, down sad about KU, up good about KC. God, that was forever ago. But first, we have some major, major news. To go over with in the world of tennis and the world of baseball. But I lied because I have to call Beans out real quick. And you know what? You can run it back with the tape and you'll hear this. So last week, we had the opportunity to make some real cashola, right? You know, we could have we made some real money on that parlay that we made Beans. And I specifically remember you when we were, predict, when we were making this parlay. You were like, ah, 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 ah. K-State minus 14. Whatever. That's fine. K-State lost. Not a big deal. But if you rewind earlier in the uh, day, you said that K-State would win by 11 in your score prediction. So not only are you an idiot, you're a double idiot for betting against yourself. I would just slog the rest of that beer down. And speaking of slogs, it's been a long slog, long storied career as Roger Federer retires as one of probably the greatest tennis players of all time, the face of a generation, kind of on the front end of a generation, not lesser the back, hashtag Rafa, hashtag, hashtag Novak. Gentlemen, I'm done being an asshole to beans, but what do we need to say about Roger Federer
2: Roger Federer is one of the only tennis names that I recognize, which tells Mm -hmm. me that he has to be really fucking good for me to recognize anybody that plays tennis.
0: I saw the name Federer, and I instantly thought of golf. So tennis is up the right alley, too.
2: Yeah, that tracks. Yeah.
0: By the way, today's
1: uh, sponsor is uh, Bush Light, Taco Bell, and Mike's Hard Lemonade. You can see we're all drinking something today. We're not drinking the same thing because we're different. Adversity is good. Roger Federer played one of the best test matches I ever saw against uh, Rafa Nadal, and they did it in the, uh, I think that was 2016 or 2017 Australian Open. I stayed up from about 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. watching that match. It was fan-fucking-tastic. So, from one old man to the next old man. Uh, we have a chase, gentlemen. Beans, if you can put in some police sirens, that'd be fan fucking tastic. Yeah. <laughs> that works for me, beans. We have a chase, <laughs> gentlemen. Albert Pujols has about 16-ish games to hit two more home runs to get to 700. This is the big story in baseball currently, completely overshadowing the fact that Aaron Judge just hit 60 and might break the American League record for home runs in a season. Albert Pujols is on an absolute tear, a renaissance, mind you, ever since getting back to the Cardinals. Beans is saying, if you're not watching on YouTube, that he's using steroids. I would say it's dad strength. Gavin, <laughs> what say you?
2: I know who Aaron Judge
1: is. <laughs> the fuck do you not know who Albert Pujols is?
2: I like legitimately when Beans was talking like Federer and golf, like same logic applies here.
1: So what did you think Albert Pujols did for a living?
2: He could be a golfer, he could be a tennis player, or he could be a baseball player,
1: hockey player.
2: Is he okay? A hockey now that is Poo-
1: ridiculous. Pujols, yeah. Beans, his name Pujols. doesn't end in event. Yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah. More, like, <laughs> the
1: whitest first name you've ever Howski. heard. Pujolsowski. Just Actually, Richard P.K. Name. Subban uh, retired from uh, hockey. So Ooh. that was kind of a big deal. I know who P.K. Subban is. I know you two don't. Well, Albert Pujols, I hope he makes it. Genuinely. I really hope he does. God, this is a mess of a show so far. You can tell <laughs> that we are unprepared um, exactly like K-State was a couple I uh, days ago.
0: Gavin came prepared. Prepared. Gavin, Gavin did <laughs> not, not come prepared. prepared.
1: I gave him ample time to research who Albert Pujols was. <laughs> LOL, I, awesome research. You guys. Other, would
0: expect, go ahead.
1: Yeah, this is bad. This is bad, <laughs> gentlemen. This is this is a bad show. It's I just don't care worse. who
2: Albert Pujols or Roger Federer is. They all fuck they, you. They are fuck legitimately like indifferent to like ninety percent of America. I okay,
0: hate
1: you both.
2: All I right, know. So,
0: okay. I am glad for Pool Holes. Like, I'm sure, like, some of that, like, you know, wishy washy with the whole Roy thing, but 700 is a good. That's, 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 you beans. Albert is clean. <laughs> We're going to rationalize
2: steroids by saying, well, hang on. It was a lot. It was a big number okay. with the steroids. So, like, if you, if you account for them, then it's impressive.
0: Okay. Let's, let's move on to Dayton more because he's gone. So, yeah, Dave. That's a, got fired. Dave uh, Moore got Pro fired today. They're yeah. like 59 and
1: 89. They stink. Dayton Moore's been bad forever. Outside, of like three seasons.
0: To hell with Dayton Moore. I don't even yeah. like the Rose that much, but fuck them, right? They, I think rules. I think I think we got better. If there was a move that could happen, like player or internal wise, like we got better. <laughs> I would and disagree. You missed
1: out on a uh, Matheny and Eldridge. That that's.
0: Water under the bridge. Yep,
1: water it's not under water the under the bridge. You're still there.
0: Hey,
1: hey, That's water over the bridge.
0: We'll I live think. there. We'll live there for a little while.
1: I hope not for a long while. That would be bad. <clears sighs> Man, Why we don't are... we move
2: it to some sports that matter? Yeah, let's move wow. on. Go We're fuck yourself.
1: Ga- Gavin, go fuck yourself. It's fall, baby. Like yeah. summer, sport, summer sports. Baseball are over. has
2: been going on for eight months and still isn't relevant.
1: Fuck you. I enjoy baseball when the Red. I Sox like baseball. I
0: like baseball too. And the Red baseball. Sox
1: are very mid right now, so I guess I don't care about baseball that much. All right, gentlemen, we had a very funny weekend. Um, a lot of hilarity ensued
0: over the past. Uh, can we? Can we? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Can we say this is one of the better weekends of NFL football? I mean, You're I won my. Every weekend. I I won my
1: fantasy game that I cared about, so yes, we can say
0: that. No, but as far as like how games were off, like how games were being played, the closeness the, of the everything. The scriptwriters were on one this they week. Were, gotta give, they, gotta they were. on point. I, yeah. yeah. Got to give it
1: to them, man. That was some M Night Shyamalan shit. I it mean, was. It was crazy. It was Ravens blew good. a fucking giant lead. Raiders blew a giant fucking lead. Nick Chubb didn't fall down. Huh? Nick Chubb didn't fall down? Bro, dude, I'm not mad at Nick Chubb. That's not I'm not me either. Be- he may be on my fantasy team and I might be biased, but dog, you go you made Joe Flacco look fucking elite. I don't know what to tell you. I'm I don't
0: know. It, it was just a great weekend yeah, of football. Every game kick
1: you dumbasses. Every
0: every game you watched was just on point except for like Monday the, night. Yeah, yeah. And and that was awful. Night. God.
1: Yeah. I, I listened yeah. to yeah. PMT. So I got the two worst games of the weekend.
0: No kidding. I, I was listening to PMT, and they were talking about how Irv Smith wearing 84 is such a disrespect to Randy
1: Moss. <laughs> Irv Smith played well. Go fuck. Him. What? Irv Smith was fine, and that's not just because he's not on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to back himself because he's. No, by the way, speaking of fantasy, <laughs> I so I'm in like five leagues, right? It's not that much. I, I really only give it a too. shit. Hey, to everyone, you know, I care about like two. Yeah. Like I half care about like a third, and then like the other two are just like, bah, whatever. Like we out here. We ballin'. Or whatever. You can be the judge of which leagues you think I care about, especially the person in my uh, right, top right who's in a couple of them with me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I fucking tied in one with, like, double des- decimal points. And then I tied the league meeting in another one. So I tied, like, all fucking week. Ridiculous. And you know what they say tie-ins like? like
0: kissing your sister
1: god damn it. right so
0: <laughs> while we're speaking like, of a
2: uh, crazy nfl week i wanted to cover something that i came up with with the uh, nfl clown show of the week and we had two great two great just uh things for me this week i want to do this every week because it's make me happy and the nfl is full of fucking retards so uh the runner up is arthur smith who, after a loss, came on and defended what they were doing in the game by saying, no, this isn't fantasy football, we're trying to win the game. Again, I want to emphasize, this was after a game that they did, in fact, not win, which was great. Yes, that was a Kyle Pitts comment when a wide wide receiver that you drafted at fourth overall in the draft is not a part of your offense by design and you're defending it by saying, we want to win games in a game that you lost. Now, if that isn't just an all-time clown show, I don't know what is. Oh, wait a second. We go up to Indianapolis where uh, the Colts, after the end of last season, we got to come out, we got to trash Carson Wentz. This is all Carson Wentz's fault. Those 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions absolutely just tossed away our season seven times to the defense. What a fucking retard. Um, So we're going to go out. We're gonna you know what? No, fuck this. I'm gonna pull up the exact quote from Jim Ursay because there was literal clowns in the stadium there for the Jaguars.
0: And <laughs> the they're, the
1: they're, they're uh, fucking con they're the clowns.
2: It just tracks too well. We say no disrespect to Jacksonville, but I mean they're the worst in the league. You play well and hard for the first quarter or so, and they're looking to go in their locker room and clean it out. I've never seen anything like that in my life, Ursay said. You say, my God, there's something wrong here. It needs to be corrected. I feel like we did that. That was after the week 17 loss that knocked them out of the, or week 18 loss that knocked them out of the playoffs last season. So what did they do? They fired that redheaded asshole in Carson Wentz, who's balling in, uh, <laughs> ballin in Washington right now. They went and got old man Matty Ice, who was an obvious upgrade because of every analytic you look at. And what has he done? Played like absolute, dog shit so far they get fucking boat raced by jacksonville it's great here terrible look for jim ursay i love retards in the nfl
1: carson wentz better baby
2: yeah we came on here and said it on this podcast like i just don't think that jim ursay who is a football guy so we have to assume he knows more than us i just don't think carson wentz as bad as jim ursay thinks he is and uh we got two weeks, but two pretty good data points that Jim Rose a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> well,
0: bro. And I to man. go into a poverty organization like Washington and to win two games for Carson, good for him. Good for Carson.
1: Dog, I have been trying to fucking ride this wagon, ride the Wentz wagon my whole life. And I've been doing it my whole life because I know Carson Wentz is good and it's been tough. There's been some. Feast of famine years. You know what I'm saying? There's been some good times, there's been some bad times, there's been some burp times. And there's been some lean times, boy. But Carson Wentz, you dirty dog. They,
2: they were comparing Ooh. Matt Ryan to like prime Peyton Manning during training camp. And now this is where we're at at 0 and 2.
1: Or sorry, Ooh, zero 1 and 1. Well, don't worry. Uh, the Colts will be, like, uh, what?
2: One, one, and one? Excuse me.
1: No, the, uh, the Colts will end up, you know, going, like, oh, round 500. That They can actually go 500 since they fucking tied a game. Yeah. So they'll just go 8-8-1 eight, eight and one and miss the playoffs, and Washington will go, like, 11-6, and six, but Carson Wentz will be hurt in the last game of the season. So, you know, then – Obviously, the Colts won that trade, right? Yep, obviously. <laughs> hey, so uh, speaking of poverty organizations, right? Uh, you know, we referenced Washington. What about the what about the Bengals, right? And we so, are we are seeing some perverse tendencies from those fuckers. At
2: what point does like, cause? I, I was just shit on Arthur Smith coming out here from a position of weakness <laughs> after a loss making a comment like that. And Joe Burrow comes out after the season and effectively defends the way he was playing, saying that, like, I am looking for to make big plays. I'm doing all of these things. We just made it to the Super Bowl. So what? I take a bunch of sacks. And, like, you look at it and you're like, you know what, Joe? You're right. All of those things are true. Like, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Now we're kind of getting to the point where it's like, Jesus Christ, Joe, you're like taking a lot of sacks here. And, and they went out and improved their o line too right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. T j. Watts very good. Yeah, um Micah Parsons is very good. That's been a lot of what we've seen the first two weeks, but Joe Burrow does nothing to help himself or his offensive line.
1: well, Collins, fucking in shambles right now. Oh my God. And I'm pretty sure. didn't he say something like, Joe Burrow was, like, on lock or something like that. He's like, don't worry, bud, I got you.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: he did not got him. He got him about as good as uh, the best man during the bachelor party.
0: Shout so out that, to the equipment managers of Cincinnati for being able to clean Joe Burrow's jerseys after every game because he's always on his back and getting stains. Hey, uh, So I got to echo the
1: sentiment of at least – One Bengals fan that I know, uh, I don't know him personally, but Kofi on Twitter, at Kofi. He is a Bengals fan, and every day, not every day, but every Sunday, I just see a rest Zach Taylor.
2: Joe Burrow has been sacked a league high 96 times since entering the league, and that includes missing half of an entire season.
1: Arrest Zach Taylor, baby. Arrest yeah, yeah. that man. Yes. Joe Burrow getting a lot is Zach Taylor's fault. It is obviously Zach Taylor's fault. He gives um, the ball to
2: Joe Mixon too much. That's why Joe Burrow gets sacked.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Wow. I, it and, is common knowledge.
0: Yep. And if Joe Burrow keeps getting hit like that, like, he's already 25, 26. Yeah. He's like the he same age in. as Lamar, which is he's hilarious. Old. He's older, and... You keep getting hits like that. You go into your thirties, you're not a young man anymore. That hits different.
2: Well, I mean, to be fair with that logic, beans, he did a lot of like not playing a lot at a high level in college. So, like, I'm not sure that is how true. Much tread that was like true. actually there when he entered the league.
0: But you're it's still though. He, he's making up for it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it very quickly. Yeah,
0: he's he's making right. up for it.
1: Hey, so it uh yeah, so everyone, you know, too, it's like, ah yeah, Bengals will be fine, right? Uh we sure, dog. Like they
0: lost look at the look who they lost to, bruh. Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush,
1: damn,
0: down bad. And it's not like their defense isn't like horrendous either. They have a pretty good core defense.
2: One more stat for the people before we move on from the NFL being retarded. Uh, Justin, or uh, sorry, uh, Justin Fields um, is 33rd in the league in pass attempts right now. And to my knowledge, there are 33 <laughs> NFL teams.
1: That's, that's actually hilarious, dude. Name, uh, is there anything you distrust more in your life than Matt Eberflus does on uh, Justin Fields throwing the ball? Like what? What do you distrust more? Don't answer that, Gavin. I'm not allowed to answer (laughs) beans.
0: I was waiting for Gavin just to blur it out, anyway.
1: What was the question? Well, I was gonna Um,
2: transition us to the K State game because I,
1: I, I really wanted to talk about Nathaniel Hackett, honestly. Oh God. Um, Uh, Leaving it Nathaniel Hackett's an idiot, and we'll see what. All right. No,
2: you know what? Nope. I'm gonna no. Fuck you, Sam. This is on Russell Wilson, too. Like, I know that Nathaniel Hackett is, like, the easy, like, oh, look at this new head coach. He's such a fucking idiot. We know Russ is elite. <laughs> Do we know that Russ is elite?
1: Do it's we? than Nathaniel Hackett is. Nathaniel Hackett is actually a Dude, fucking idiot. I, I love- know he's
2: a fucking idiot, but Russ is an elite quarterback who is playing with a former fucking idiot.
0: I uh, love the sideline videos of Russell Wilson saying, say runner pass. Like, dude, it's middle school football all over again. (laughs) Bro, okay, I got two things
1: for you. One, Nathaniel Hackett, like, passing up a 57-yard field goal after a delay of game after just trying to play for a 63-yard field goal to win a game is, like, all-time banter. Like that, that is incredible, especially when you consider the game where you tried the 63 yard field goal is in Seattle and the 57 yarder is in Denver. It's easier to kick in Denver. So, uh, yes, Nathaniel Hackett is hilarious. And I i think I got it figured out. You'll love this, Gavin, because you, you hate Russell Wilson. No, I hate Russ. Passion. He does
2: it to himself. But- <laughs> he made him with
1: the burning passion of a thousand suns. I have come up with the conspiracy theory to end all conspiracy theories. So one thing that's weird is Russ is like really like nice and quirky and weird and whatnot. Yeah. But like all of his ex teammates hate him, correct? Like Doug Baldwin even hates his guts. Yep. Yes. I'm telling you right now. Russell Wilson called the pass play on the goal line against the Pats. No, so <laughs> and actually, everyone fucking hates him for it. Like all of his former teammates hate him for it.
2: So, actually he them super bowl. I was literally uh, listening to uh PFF's NFL podcast um on my way home from work this week and they were talking about how supposedly, and this is this is just from them, supposedly mm-hmm. that that call because that was the end of their Super Bowl era. Basically, everything went downhill after that. That call just kind of like created a divide between that coaching staff, Russ, the rest of the team, really just the defense who was just sitting there like, the fuck, you're not just going to get, like literally saying what everybody else sitting at home was saying at that time. Like after that moment, really everything I mean, just kind of I mean, divided. Yeah, up like I understand,
1: I understand it. But the conspiracy is, is like, you know, like, like what no one's, no one, everyone just says like, oh, they called that play and it was dumb and like it created the divide. The conspiracy is, is that Russ is secretly an egomaniac and wanted to throw for the uh, game winning passing touchdown. I I don't think
2: that's like a crazy hot take or like leap of faith at all. I mean, if you're a... Confident NFL MVP level quarterback, you're going. No, I got this. I can make this
0: play. Oh my
1: God. MVP level dude's never gotten a vote. I. <laughs> this is the same. Yeah. This is the same guy that wore his jersey
0: to training camp. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. man, but all right, Nathaniel Hackett is fucking dumb, and Mike Evans is dumb. He's spending one game. We don't gotta go any further than that.
2: God, man, we gotta get on our Broncos. T-
1: he's on my fantasy team, and I don't want to fucking you know.
0: I don't want to and talk Players about on his
2: fantasy team have never done anything wrong, guys. Okay.
0: <laughs> By the way, Irv Smith drops a touchdown. It's okay.
1: By the way, I just want to Kirk put this Cunningham. out in the ether. This is what? like the second game ever for like a regular season game in Gavin and I's like big fantasy league that he's missed. He's missed one game in six years. And suddenly, I draft him, and he's going to get suspended a game. So, like, what the fuck? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. Um, Well, gentlemen, it is time. We have to talk about the best football team in the state of Kansas. I know you've been dreading this, and I know I'm going counterintuitive to how you want to play this one, Gavin. But we're starting with KU because we're the best team in the fucking state. No, and that's how deliver. I wanted
2: to play it. I am yeah. um, I hate talking about KU. I hate KU. Fuck KU. But, like, everything that you just said to the collegiate level, like, they are the best team in, in Kansas right now. They got and one like, of the
1: best offenses in the country, and they've done it against West Virginia, Houston, and uh, Tennessee Tech. My guy. Are, they is good. They are good. They're absolutely better than K-State right now.
2: Part of that is me coming into the season with low expectations on K-State and then like watching the two lane game. So like K-State down bad from already low expectations, but then KU from low expectations has just done nothing. But as we said on here, just take steps, take steps, take steps and continue making them. What's up, Beans? Oh,
1: shit,
0: they're not taking steps no more. They're taking jumps. Yeah. Good point on that. There's Do you think there's two directions that could happen here? Like, is anybody else kind of seeing two possible endings to this? By two directions. A, KU has a good season. B, they are on their high right now, and it's just a dumpster fire after this. I don't think
1: B is a possibility at this point.
0: You don't think so? Okay. No.
1: Here's what I will say about that. Houston lost to Texas Tech. And I never actually thought Texas Tech but, was that good. But they lost clo- – They lost. it was close. You're, yes. I, the, Houston and Texas Tech are about the same, and KU is very obviously better than that level. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It depends how you feel about Texas Tech. If you think Texas Tech is, like, middle-of-the-road conference, then KU is at worst middle-of-the-road conference. If you think Texas Tech actually fucking sucks – then KU might still suck, but I just don't believe that. Gavin.
2: Again, though, we get into this uh, problem with that argument. Texas Tech, Houston, KU, West Virginia. How many good Big 12 schools actually are there at this point, then, if that's the, like, like argument that three. we're going to bring up? Because we just lost to Tulane, and, like, so then, like, are Black we not a good Tulane, Big 12 t- school at this point? All I'm, well, and Tulane what I would like to point is out is
0: – and Houston well, can be bad. We'll get we'll get to that two lane game because there's going to be a lot of I know. I, that's my point here. though is that but, I
2: was talking on here last week. There's no good teams if that's
0: watching all right. both games. If I were to compare, you know, apples to apples, KU's calling better gameplay. Like. They aren't calling they shitty. They look well coached. They, they do. They look well coached. That's a good way. To like say it. They look like they compared to years past, like every now and then I'd watch a game just to sprinkle in some knowledge and laugh at them. Before they were a laughing stock. Like they didn't look like they they didn't know how to play assignment sound football. Couldn't align in any spot where they, all sorts of they looked discombobulated. They look like a team and it's crazy to see it.
2: Exactly what you're talking about there, though. That's why I don't think them falling apart is a possibility, because, like, everything that they're doing before, exactly what you said there, the fundamentally sound football, assignment sound, doing just the, like, basics of football well, that has just, like, plagued this uh, franchise or this organization with not doing that for a decade. All of a sudden, that's here. It's followed a new coaching staff that like we kind of believed in when they came in. Like It's going to get to a point where we don't have a reason to doubt KU besides their past, but I'm not putting their past on this coaching staff when all we have is essentially good data points with them.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that can come poorly from this success is if Lance Leipold just decides he wants to be at Nebraska or if he wants to be at some other big job that opens i couldn't even tell you what jobs that would be but i think that's pretty much like the only downside i think it would have behooved them to win 4 games this year and then been really good next year but i mean if they're going to go 7 and 5 this year then who knows this what i'm about to say is going to piss a lot of people off
2: but it just popped in my head um, a lot of this has to do with expectations, whatever. Um, what big schools have been coming consistently calling for, uh, cr- coach Kleiman? I don't want to move us on, so quickly, but I just want to kind of point that out as we're going to get into a team that was not fundamentally sound and everything that we're going to talk about probably right now when we get to that game. But like, I, mean, I just want that, to talk to the- directly compare here. We've only seen and are seeing these things currently with this coaching staff in KU. Again, my expectations the way I felt about this coaching staff coming into the year wasn't very high, but like that is an objective statement with this coaching staff. We've already done this before a big game against Oklahoma before. Like there's a lot of very there's a lot of red flags being presented with this coaching staff is the like nicest way I can put it.
0: Yeah, I think it just
1: at the end of the day, KU's good. Mm-hmm. Like they're solid. They should make a bowl game. They got a game against Duke. They're favored against. That should be four. That, that should be a four zero start. And you're looking at where can we eke out two more conference games at minimum to get to bowl games. I mean, you got Iowa State. You got TCU. Heck, you got K State right now. You got Texas Tech. I mean, that's four very winnable games right there. You yeah,
2: know. Kate- KU's going to beat Duke, and, like, bowl game is going to be not just, like, a possibility, but, like, a realistic. uh, Yeah, yes.
0: Do you think, like, this will be one of the most exciting, not not to, like, think ahead or anything, but, like, this will be one of the most exciting Sunflower showdowns in a a minute?
2: He's like, yeah, and we suck exciting in terms of like expectations like you remember a couple years ago in Lawrence with Les Miles like holy shit this is a game that you actually felt like KU could win in terms of that yes in terms of and we can take this into our game right now a like explosive fun to watch and like exciting game in terms of two offenses just going at it no because we're not capable of that right
1: now I mean I think I think really what it comes down to is if K State can't score the ball, they're not going to win a very many games, and it could yep. be something where K State's coming in at about five and six. But Sam, we're like four and seven, and KU's coming in at like seven and seven and four. That
2: argument doesn't hold water because we got the ball on Missouri's side of midfield four times in the third quarter. So when we get the ball on their side of midfield and field goal range, we score a lot of points.
1: We so, didn't even score that many points that time. We scored like 10. No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. But we scored a lot of points in total by the end of the game.
1: Well, I think it's just time to jump on. Well, all hold on, on the hate train. All right, I'm pissed. Oh, one more
0: thing. Yes, what are your final score predictions? Oh, oh yeah. KU's um, next game. Well, KU averages like 50. So, uh, <laughs> 52
1: to... Let's, let's get a basketball laughing, They do average like 50 yeah give me a 51 they'll add on a field goal no 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 wait 52 52 to uh 31 there you go how about that third
2: i i was so to be different from sam um i'll go uh 48 21 football score
0: all right, I'm going to go with a
2: win. There's a possibility keep- of this Duke-KU game looking like a basketball score. I was going to say – It's going to be funny as hell.
0: That It could either go really high. Ho- – I'm going to say, like – I'm going to go a little bit lower, you guys, just to be different. I'm going to say, like, 32 to 27. <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> a low-scoring Vegas,
0: game. Yeah, games? there's four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I – I don't even know what the over-under for that game is. We're, we're going to have to do a betting settlement here in a bit. And it might I just be worth Fucking like some money on the over at this yeah. point. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. If it's like fifty something, then KU might do that themselves. Oh boy, should I
0: live bet the Red Sox? KU's got yeah. my KU minus seven and a half. Um, or no, just seven minus seven. Yeah. God. I know
1: my bet for this week, so. I I feel like you're gonna be stealing my bet for the week. No, I'm not. I feel like you might be. My we'll bet get into is, that later. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about the worst team in the state of uh, Kansas in terms of Division One football. Which German, is state? K State decided to be absolute <laughs> clowns and lose to Tulane. This isn't any sort of like diss on Tulane, but K State scored absolutely seven points by themselves. And Tulane assisted to give them three, losing the game 17 to uh, 10, like a bunch of fucking frauds. Gentlemen, it was just Tulane. They had new helmets. They had just beaten a bad Missouri team, and we're about to play Oklahoma to open up conference play. Are we worried? Are we concerned? How worried and how concerned? Because you should be, because Adrian Martinez looked like fucking dog shit. And so did the rest of the team. I'm looking at you, offensive line. I'm looking at you, Colin Clyde. Get take it away, because I don't want to talk about it no more. Okay. I usually like
0: talking about uniforms. No more fucking helmets. No more changing uniforms. Man, it's it hasn't like worked. It on this He's a boomer. He's it, a certified boomer. It hasn't
2: worked. It's almost <laughs> like we said it on this podcast. Haha. Uh-huh. Ah.
0: If that doesn't prove we need to – I think Bill Snyder casts a spell onto us saying, you know, any uniform changes, automatic loss. This man is a boomer, and I'm here to say it. And, yeah, that's – That's one. And, okay, here's two. Whoever's two lanes defensive coordinator is needs a raise. Those guys tackled – They took Deuce out at the damn ankles. Like, I, they knew how to stop him. And that's what's scary is it happened in the third game of the season. We have the rest of the year where that's on film, how to stop Deuce Vaughn.
2: So, okay. Um, yes. To a point, I agree with you. I also just really think there was a, such a distinct – especially early in this game, there was such a direct, like, difference between what a football team looks like coming in well-prepared – coming in, like, well-disciplined, fundamentally sound, and a team that looked like they were looking ahead, looked like – like, I'm I'm not saying this is, like, a hyperbole or whatever, but we legitimately – the stadium was flat. There's no energy. The team just looked like they were just – thought they were just going to kind of walk through here. If you were in the stadium, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you were probably one of the students that left at halftime. But –
1: Hey, like, don't just ride on the students. You got to ride on all the other fucking people who like to go and I, fucking... The rest
2: of the stadium was more full than the student section at halftime. I'm going to give the... I'm going to give the fair weather fans, like, actually more credit than the students because the students I, are
1: the I will not because there are too many Instagram uh, fans out there, but I, I digress.
2: Yeah, that's all fair, but, like, it, to that point being... Like, yes, they did a great job with Deuce Vaughn, but I really, really think that a lot of that just kind of came down to us like not executing what is a very complicated running scheme with a lot of pulling, a lot of movement, a lot of blocks that have to be set up. Uh, Plays take a long time to develop, and we weren't executing it. Tulane just made plays when they were there. Deuce still had some plays, and like Deuce was out the whole third quarter. And, like, that that story has been, like, out and published now. Like, he's fine. But Deuce was not the re- – Deuce getting bottled up was the reason we lost this game in terms of, like, we literally can't do anything else on offense.
0: And, okay, with that, sorry, I'm watching Adrian Martinez and I've never seen a college quarterback make career decisions the way he has. It I, looks like he's making like you know how we compared talked about Tyron Matthew last year making business decisions. He looks like the offensive version of Ty, making business decisions, like as if he's going to go to the NFL.
2: I agree. No, there's a there's one play I remember, and there's multiple plays like this, but the one play that's just like seared in my brain is like a fourth and six or something like that, where we you know got to get got to get the sticks, and. He just breaks into the open field, has it, he's going for the run, and then tries to run around the safety instead of just taking it at him and getting the first down and ends up getting tackled a
0: yard short. That's the thing. Like, a lot of people that I've listened to talked about our third down and fourth down efficiency. I don't blame it on the play calling. I blame it on the execution of the players during the play. Nah,
1: go fuck yourself, Beans. Absolutely Ooh, go fuck yourself. It's everything. Hey. 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 I am too inebriated to not lambast my fucking pussy-ass ex-quarterback, now offensive coordinator, for just absolutely learning from fucking Courtney Messingham that you can't run a fucking quarterback sneak. We, we converted one-fourth down that whole goddamn game, and you know what it was? Fucking quarterback sneak. You know, we didn't run on fourth in a foot in crunch time, like when we need that fucking first down. Fucking quarterback sneak. We got a fucking speed option left. We've also Tom. been stuffed
2: on a quarterback sneak this Tom, year, You did and not take
1: short. brain uh, damage and ruin your fucking forearms for to run a fucking speed option to the left on the most important play of the game. You are better than that. I know you're better than that. I know your brain is soup, but don't let yourself become Courtney Messingham Absolutely nut the fuck up and call fucking quarterback sneak, you pussy-ass bitch. I'm so sick and tired of watching offensive coordinators fucking bitch out because they saw Patrick Mahomes hurt his fucking knee three years ago and not run quarterback sneaks. You know why it's fucking stupid? Because everyone thinks you're a fucking dumbass after calling speed option left and, like, all this other shotgun bullshit from fourth and inches. You know what wouldn't do that? A fucking quarterback sneak. No one's ever questioned a quarterback sneak in the history of man. Not a single <laughs> soul. Gavin is going to question it because Gavin is a fucking hater. And you know what? Go for it. Prove me Three wrong. Things. First Tell thing, me I'm wrong.
2: The Jets ran a quarterback sneak on fourth and long two, uh, like at the – some midway through last season, which – I just wanted that to was make. was the cover. Giants,
1: and that was fucking dumb, because it was f- like fourth and ten.
2: No, that was inside the red zone. The Jets had one fourth and two, and ran a uh, or uh, sorry, third and two. They ran a QB sneak, and then ended up kicking a field goal. And but then they just didn't realize apparently that it was third and a long two instead of. Like Zach Wilson literally came out and said he got the play calls mixed up, which is just bailing out his offensive coordinator. Again,
1: I'm not asking for you to run a quarterback sneak on third and a long two. I'm asking you to run on fourth and short, where it's nut-cutting time. But,
2: but Okay, so we've been stuffed on a uh, quarterback sneak this year. That has happened. It isn't just a
1: guaranteed work. Um, okay, I know it's not a guaranteed work, but did you question the quarterback sneak call when we did it? No. At that and, point, you're thinking, oh, our offensive line needs to do better. Not, so, oh, my God, we're running a fucking speed option left on the most important play of the game.
2: Uh, so on on a term to believe, uh, to agree with you, ironically, the, play, the game was won on a QB sneak on fourth and short when Tulane was playing
1: to win the game. Um, also, um, I just reminded myself of this, or you remind me of this. Can we, um, can we not be the Kansas State Chiefs? We don't have a uh, Travis Kelsey to fucking shovel pitch it to. We have fucking Senate, an unathletic fucking college fullback. Um, let's put that play on the back burner and uh, burn it, okay? So let's not that, do that. The
2: the two things there about our coaching staff. One, Adrian Martinez has been bad enough that like I just kind of don't care how bad Colin, Colin is because, A, like I have no allegiance to Taylor Martinez. He's a washout from Nebraska that's going to bang his hot girlfriend, and it's the only reason that he's here. He doesn't give a shit about K-State. He's here because it's closer for him to have sex with his girlfriend. The second part of that is Colin Klein I have allegiance to. I have literally <laughs> nothing to say whether he's a good or bad offensive coordinator. You can. T- I know you're going to bring up the Dana Dimel stuff, I don't know who is actually calling plays and who was actually doing stuff there, so I'm, I'm not holding
1: I'm bad because he's been a co-offensive coordinator at K-State before, and people forget because him and Andre Coleman were co-oc. Andre Coleman, not Dane Demo. And the offense was terrible.
2: Apparently Sam wasn't listening when I said, I know you're going to bring this up, but.
1: I Yeah, I had to bring it up for those who don't remember because people selectively love to just be like, Oh, Colin Klein, like, has just been the quarterback coach for the last reverence. Like, no, he's been a coachy. Also, um, can't snap again.
0: He's so drunk, he forgot how to snap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, fuck, I was going to say something. I was going to lame bass somebody. Yeah, no, I'm something.
2: so if you want to make fun of the coaching staff,
1: I, I do don't really I way.
2: don't care about fourth and short. I don't care about like one down and getting so pissed off about it that I'm going to complain about. Two I, I,
1: oh, I remember what it was. We fired our offensive coordinator who wouldn't run quarterback sneak on third and fourth and short. So we could hire another coordinator who wouldn't run the ball on third or quarterback sneak on third and fourth and short. It's the so, same shit, different day.
2: But here's the problem with that, is why do we just keep blaming our offensive coordinators for that when the one like thing that has been constant, Chris Kleinman, just gets a pass, just never gets anything bad said about him. We give him an extension because he beat OU, and he's like played OU close a couple times. I'm okay, tired of the K-State
1: like Gavin, I Gavin, I keep saying the same things because we keep doing the same things. We, haven't again, done we have a different offensive coordinator. How can I make a judgment?
2: We removed one variable, changed it with another thing, and something remained the same. The only thing that remained the same in no, that was our head coach.
1: No, Gavin, what happened for this situation is is we removed we removed X and replaced it with Y, except X equals Y. So nothing changed. Why can't X just equal X? Because that's <laughs> still who we have at head coach. Why
2: does he just get a pass? I understand he won titles. He I understand he beat He doesn't OB. get
1: a pass from me. This I mean this. You said nothing I'm bad gonna, about I've
2: been winning quarterback and have said nothing bad about Adrian Martinez or Coach Klein.
1: Like,
0: what do you I mean can can yelling yelling too. the whole fucking time? All
1: we've been doing is trash Adrian Martinez and calling calling Colin Klein a dumbass. <sighs>
2: What, where in there did you call Chris Kleiman a dumbass?
1: Fine, Chris Kleiman, you are a fucking dumbass for not having your team ready for Tulane, who almost beat Oklahoma last year. They are you happy? Is did you, Kleiman, we, we, we already trashed Chris Kleiman because we were like, oh, well, Lance Lightfoot could probably go to a big program, but Chris can't. Like, we already told him he was worse than the KU coach, which is just an insult from the past 10 years. Like, I don't know.
2: It, Lance Leipold hasn't been there 10 years. He's been there too no, and has a better team right yes, now. If I told you that our
1: coach was worse than the KU coach, like even last year, you wouldn't have believed it. You might have because you, you're a hater, a professional hater. I'm not hater. a, I'm, a hater.
2: I'm not a hater. I'm a realist of like Chris Kleinman who just gets a pass from every other K-State fan because everything else has to be the problem, simply put.
0: On that. The ones that support him are the ones that are leaving early. Am I wrong?
1: No, probably not. Look, I'm no. not here to give Chris Kleiman a pass.
0: The, those I are the people I that are just, just going to— I think we're saying the same I thing. I just want to see us run this quarterback sneak on thing. fourth
1: and one. That's all I want to fucking do. And then when we don't get it, I can say, wow, we don't have good enough players to run a quarterback sneak on fourth and one. And who recruits the players? Chris Kleiman does.
0: I want to read the stats real quick just to kind of change we the person. I just want to change things We're a don't. little bit one, here. I'm going to read it. I'm okay. not going to say which team is which. I'm going to read them down, and you're going to tell me which team should have won this game. Team Bro, A. Oh, I
1: don't want to hear
0: it. Team A went 2 of 15 on third down, 1 and 5 on fourth down. 336 yards, which matched team B. Ooh, okay. I know that one. Uh, 150 passing yards. The other team, 176 passing yards. Um, let's see here. Rushing yards, team A, 186. Team B 160. Rushing attempts, 42, 40. Uh, penalties, five penalties for 23 yards. Three penalties yeah. for 25 yards. Yeah. Turnovers, turnovers, team A, zero. Team two, two. Time of possession. Team A, 31 minutes and 43 seconds. P- uh, team B, 28 minutes and 17 seconds. Who should have won? Chris
2: No, we had every opportunity to win this game. Chris Kleinman had it's every won the opportunity game. to win this game.
0: To like, me, playing Tulane, it shouldn't be that close. The numbers should you shouldn't match the same number of total yards as Tulane. You shouldn't have the same number of third down efficiency, have a worse fourth down efficiency. You shouldn't have the same number of everything and you still win the turnover battle. Sorry. That that's my high yeah. horse. That's where no, I'm at. I, I
2: agree with you completely. I'm I'm tired of being like I'm tired of our Super Bowl being the Oklahoma game. As a K-State fan, I am sick and tired of that. I don't want to like come in here and like try super hard and be prepared and take two bye weeks to get ready for our Super Bowl, which is Oklahoma. I want to just be on Oklahoma's level. And if Chris Kleiman doesn't believe that, if you're a fan leaving at halftime and don't believe that, like that's fine, but that's what I want from this program. And I don't feel like that's hard. I don't feel like that should be like a hot take. I just feel like that is the expectation that I should have of a like, program that has as much money into it and fucking has a history like We're K-State building. does over the last 25 years.
0: We're adding on to the football facility. <laughs>
2: yeah, I just.
0: That's Can all you I imagine? Want. Could you imagine this team with, uh, with Skylar Thompson again for one more year?
2: He'd be hurt. Let's be it's,
0: honest. <laughs> well, he would be, but yeah. I but feel like, like things would be different. And
2: Sam, to like address the play calling thing again, my bigger issue with the fourth down play calling is why are we setting up play? Why are we not like criticizing the third down fullback pass in the flat to Ben Senate? Why are we I not criticizing the that. dump I off on them. like We're first and 10 for two yards to our tight end? Why are we bro, not? Criti-
1: you, you sat next to me for an entire goddamn right. game and you think that I don't like you? That wasn't I directed at you.
2: This? That is a like overarching offensive issue. There, and the, there like, is no reason be. for Ben
1: Senate to be split out ever under any circumstance. I do not care. Yes. Like, yes. whatever. Th- this is an entire thing. Um, we're gonna lose this game like 45. Eh. Yeah, that, the, you know, 38, 38 to seven. I'll give us a touchdown. Yeah, this
0: is this is a good transition. Let's go no, to the 38,
1: 14. Fuck it, I'll give us two touchdowns. We'll return one. Fuck it, why not? But 38, 14. We couldn't return it against Tulane. Because Tulane had a kicker who could kick it out of the back of the end zone. That's true. That, that the dude on the kickoffs for Tulane is actually fucking good. Like for real, for for real. Yeah, thirty-eight to fourteen. I'll pretend that our defense has a chance, but I got Dylan Gabriel for fucking Heisman for. uh, I mean, our our defense
0: is good. Like they're just gonna die. They're gonna break down. Yeah, that's That's what happened in twenty twenty. They're they're on the field way too much. They are
2: not even that. Just from an effort standpoint, you remember like two Will Howard years ago, where like we had a good defense. (laughs) But just down the stretch, they
1: just, like, They couldn't do it. That Texas game, they just quit, and I didn't even blame them. No, I don't
2: blame them. If if you're the defense and you're just like that Tulane game, here, go win the game. Fuck, you couldn't do it. Okay, go do it again and again and again to the point where, like, you physically can't do anything more. The defense gave us three points. And, like, the defense is just eventually going to break after that. And with that being said, we are going to lose 35 to, like, 31. Actually, no, we're not going to make field goals. Um, how, are you,
1: how are you envisioning us scoring 31 points? By God,
2: I just don't. Well, I, okay, hang on. Venables was an old DC. Uh, 31 for 31, 13,
0: with a missed
1: PAT. I was going to ask if that was two made field goals or
0: missed PAT. I think I think it's reaching the 40s this game. I think it's 47. Four. I think it's 47 to 14.
2: You think the defense yeah. just breaks here? I I I don't disagree with that.
0: I think this is the game where we just get fist fucked so goddamn hard. And that do, doesn't that just make
2: the Tulane game look worse?
0: It makes the season worse. <laughs> like, well, I, I,
2: yes, but coming in, if we would have lost to Oklahoma, even if we would have got blown out, like if we
0: yes, if we would have won against Tulane, came in Oklahoma, got fist pounded. Right.
2: But
1: the fact is we use we use our, our, our national
0: television too. We're oh, gonna yeah. watch ourselves on national TV get fucking piss pounded. And the, the, the sad part is, and it's gonna be a constant battle if we keep doing it this way, is we can't get recruits. We can't compare to OU. We're not gonna be able to compare to Texas because you know, Texas hung with Alabama. Just maybe, something as
2: maybe that's because we have a wide receiver on campus who's watching fucking Ben Senate light out out wide taking his spot on the field and he's going, why the fuck do I want to go play here when a fullback is going to be lined up at slot wide no, out I taking my it. spot?
1: I, I genuinely don't get it. Like, and Sammy I, Wheeler I can understand because he has like, at least some receiving skills.
0: I, but, he is like, a better receiver.
1: He is a better receiving Ben Sennett is ben, ben Sennett is like throwing a dump truck out there on fucking Ben Sennett the is the
0: Wanna be Winston demo that we're trying to try too much with,
1: dude. Okay, if it was like Jacksonine, I'd be okay with it, cause it'd be hilarious, cause you just see Jacksonine fucking running routes, and then like you could just be like, ah, yeah, like our coaching staff is fucking insane, but like look at Jax running out there.
2: And <laughs> for the people that are out here, like you know, like no, our corners and our like everything is great. Our wide receivers just suck. Two lanes wide receivers were somehow Mm -hmm. consistently getting open. So, like, either our quarterback sucks and can't see the field, which that is what it is, or, like, we just run a retarded scheme that doesn't get wide receivers open and doesn't scheme open throws, which I don't think that is true at this point. Because you can see them
1: open. They are there. The throws
2: are there for Martinez to hit. He just doesn't see the
1: field, period. He's a blind man playing darts. Yeah. All right. I'm sad. I
0: just looked at the individual stats for K-State, and it made me even more sad.
1: What's
2: our yards per attempt on the year? And that doesn't even include – like, that doesn't bake in our A dot, which is probably, like, two yards. But that's only bad if Jimmy G does it, okay? I just wanted to say that and get that out because Jimmy G is a terrible quarterback. Adrian Martinez just taking time, okay? There. Thank God. I got it out. And Big Ben was actually a better quarterback than you think.
0: Yards per attempt. Um,
1: but it's five I bet you it's lower yards per well, we X. have
2: to pass to Cade Warner that oh, might are, you be it. Talking,
1: are you talking season or just that game season Yeah, it doesn't, have yard, it doesn't have our YPA
2: I'll find it keep talking
1: we'll just take his total yards and divide it by his attempts <laughs> no that's Blue not how that good. stat works
0: Sam that's not how that works.
1: Bro, if it's on the internet and done for me, then I can't do it. I'm an idiot. Arr. All right. Um. So I guess we'll move on to the next game. Um, yeah. Speaking of good teams, ha, we didn't talk about one. We'll talk about the Chiefs, who are one of the best teams in the NFL at the current moment. Also, before we go on the Chiefs, I just want to say one thing real quick.
0: Those are fucking good.
1: Hey, 4.6
2: yards per attempt this year. (laughs) That's our dynamic downfield. The
1: Bills fucking pants the Titans. Yeah, I'm actually going
2: to – that's my bet for this week, or related to my bet for this week.
1: Oh, good. But, yeah, the Bills pants the Titans and made Malik Willis play. play. I just thought we should acknowledge that.
2: Well, it was a good to get us away from K State football, just period. Yeah, way. now
1: we'll talk about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are still the kings of the AFC West. The The division still runs through KC Moe and KCK, kind of. As the Chargers went into the stadium, went into Arrowhead Stadium. I'm doing a Pat McAfee impression if you can't tell. They went into Arrowhead, and they could not hang those losers, fucking lost. To the mighty Chiefs with their red end zones in tribute to Len Dawson, I believe. With the big play being a Joshua Williams pick six of Justin Herbert because Gerald Everett was too tired to run to the flat. 99 yards, pick six, and a win. Beans, what you got? You raise your hand.
0: Do Do you want to finish your uh um synopsis and then? No, uh,
1: I don't even know what I'm fucking saying. I'm
0: still kind of okay. Cool. Um, stop them. Freaking slander of how many times – I'm tired of Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and all these good quarterbacks saying how close they play Patrick Mahomes and they get an scapegoat somehow. Mahomes actually wins the games. I hate that. I hate where they say, oh, Mahomes gets bailed out. I don't care. Win the game. Mahomes is winning. They get more of an scapegoat for not winning games than Mahomes actually winning the games. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off. It pisses me I, off. I've never heard of the
1: term an escape goat. So,
2: Beans, to that, I really do think, because qu- quarterback wins isn't a quarterback stat. Wins are a coaching stat. Um, I do think that that mostly comes down on the coaching staff. Because what I will say is uh, turnover luck Mahomes is fucking back, baby. Uh, Matt Let's Stafford go! has... Matt Stafford has 15 incompletions on the season, and five of them are interceptions. Patrick Mahomes just last weekend threw three passes directly into Asante Samuel's hands, and it didn't matter. The only way that we won that game was because one pass got to our defense, who made an incredible play on the ball, and then took it back for six, and that's the difference in the game, folks.
1: You know, that's why they say it's why he plays defense, not offense. Adesante Samuel Jr., baby. That's what I like to say, boy. You know, yeah. it was rough times Sled at the beginning. It looked like the Chargers were the better team. And then Patty Magic, baby, he came back with his vengeance, whipped it all out on the table, and complete capped <laughs> off by a delicious throw to Beans' man crush, Justin Watson.
2: That throw was beautiful. On <laughs> oh, the, like, on the <clears throat> well,
1: By the way, Um, I'm here to say right now, I know this isn't like the hot take segment or anything, but that throw to Jarek McKinnon, I think was probably one of his five best throws ever. Oh
0: my God. That was, that throw was
1: fucking crazy. Like I'm talking, I'm talking vacuum throws, right? Like I'm not like, you know, Oh, like the one pass against the Titans, to Sammy Watkins in the AFC title game. Like, Oh, that's like, better because it's in a higher leverage situation. But if we're just talking pure, like,
0: nut-ass
1: throws, like, that might have been top five. I still contend the the nuttiest thing that I've ever seen Pat do, and, like, this might be the hotter of the two takes, is when he threw left-handed against Denver to get that first down, Mm -hmm. like, in his third or fourth start. Yep. I, like, didn't think Pat was, like, anything crazy, and I watched him do that, and I remember texting my friend, and I was, like, we're going to a game, like, we gotta see this guy play. This guy's crazy. Yeah. That is I, still uh, my, that's still my number one moment from him in terms of pure, just, like, cracked shit. It,
2: in terms of, like what this game, like, actually means or whatever. I think all three of us are still somewhat concerned because it really did feel like, like, through our group chat throughout the game, it felt like this game spoke more about the Chargers just going to Charger than, like, the Chiefs being good, really. I am
0: proud of Staley for not making shitty decisions.
1: Um, I, uh, I uh, I,
0: I saw a tweet that said that Staley got
1: like the boomers finally got to Brandon Staley and took off his aggressiveness out or something like that. <laughs> I, I watched a
2: two minute video where like the first uh minute was all like Justin Herbert, like surveys the field and identifies that Mike Williams is covered here. So he throws it up to Mike Williams because Mike Williams can catch it. And then like the, the last minute of the video was like Justin Herbert surveys the field and identifies that Mike Williams is covered. So he does not throw the ball here because Mike Williams can't catch it here this time. And it's literally just, like, emphasizing that was the only thing that was, like, consistently, like, chunk plays working for that offense. And then it just, like, stopped. And I, well, I can't speak to the Chiefs coverage, what we did or whatever. But it really didn't matter in the first
0: half. I got uh, you. But Go ahead, Beans. Beans so, is a film guy. I am. I fucking love film. Uh, So... Shout out to Spags. That guy's got sacks of steel, man. Um, to go in – okay, and it's not just him. It's Joe Colon on the defensive line. He used to be the D coordinator at Jacksonville. Like this defensive coaching staff is awesome. To be rolling out there with Rashad Fenton and Lajarius Sneed, which he's good, and Watson and Will, Joshua Williams and a brand-new secondary, all young – Linebackers, a young front line. George Karloftis is tied for first and pressures as a rookie. Like, okay, in the beginning of the game, first half, Chris Jones was getting baptized by the rookie right guard. That you know, who were the announcers of that game? Oh shit! Oh, it's uh,
1: it's uh, fucking Al
0: Michaels and Kurt Herbst. Yeah, they just they just kept, oh, yeah. kept talking. They, they, oh, yeah. they just I, kept jerking that off, like how Zion Williams – or Zion well, – not Zion Williams. Uh, Zion Johnson? I think it's Zion Johnson. Yeah. J- Zion, Zion Johnson was great guess. so Yeah. Zion Johnson was just absolutely stopping Chris Jones, which is true. The second half adjustment, moving him to the other side, Chris Jones started to win. Shout out to Derek Naughty for being the one to just sacrifice his body. I'm glad. But then – to just completely change your defensive scheme to help Rashad Fenton against Mike Williams who isn't very Rashad Fenton isn't very good at the catch point. Mike Williams is amazing at the catch point. We finally started to learn to bracket Williams and it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to Spags. Like last year that's something that we noticed. Like I noticed a lot. Spags refused to change. This year went into halftime, changed everything and it worked. So that shows Progress.
2: I think coming into this game, we were basically talking like we have the better coaching staff, but like we're worried because on paper these two teams are just not equivalent. And like after this game, there was some things that broke the Chiefs' way, whatever. But now, like this is one game where talent should have said that the Chargers are the obvious winners here, and maybe our coaching staff is really just that that much better than a lot of the teams we're going to play, to where that just doesn't matter. When we play better better teams, whatever, I think that talent gap's gonna come to hurt us a little bit more. But the Chargers are one of those better teams. Like it's gonna get to a point where Austin like, they're just is still good. really good. Is good. Yeah. Yeah, no, their roster is stacked. They're yeah, they're, their out and they're out some players. I don't think JC Jackson is hundred percent.
0: But no, but like, the defense is still stacked. Like that yes. deep that whole defense is bought, like paid for. Pat, so, Patrick
2: Mahomes had to make some ridiculous plays just to move the ball down the field against that defense, and, and, and like he it was
0: hardly ever, He hardly ever used Juju. He hardly ever used, and me, You know, Miko wanted to mess that game up so hard, yeah, so many times. Yeah, he really did. He really we didn't did. throw
2: the ball to our shitty wide receivers. Pretends <laughs> it, to be it, shocked. It, it, oh it my God! We
1: didn't throw to uh, Juju. I was facing him in fantasy this week, and yeah. So shout out to Mahomes.
2: Again, that's on the coaching staff saying, we're the only good ones here on this offense besides Mahomes, so we're just going to scheme the fuck out of this offense and not allow anything else to happen because we don't have talent on this offense. Which, that's fine, but that's why Justin Watson can make plays in single coverage when half the field is left unguarded against J.C. Jackson.
0: That whole game felt like vanilla. If I mean, you can tell... Tell me I'm a dumbass, but it felt like it was a very vanilla game. Like, it didn't seem like Andy was pulling too many tricks out of the bag. All his, you know, every right. every route concept seemed very vanilla, nothing new, nothing I, over the top. I disagree with that
2: a little bit because, like, just trick plays – don't like when you dive into the trick play, you don't have to dive into trick plays for a offense to be like, for you to be diving into your play. No, like that, t- I, like that
0: touchdown, I think our uh,
2: like baseline of offense, like scheme production, all of that mm-hmm. stuff is just at another level compared to every other offense in the NFL.
0: That touchdown that Justin Watson had, that was a stick concept that, you know, and he
2: ran an incredible route on that. Play. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Like it was a stick concept that they've ran before and the chargers bit on it and bit on it hard. And it, was big. Now now again, yeah.
2: not I promise this isn't just because like Justin Watson was the one that did it, Beans, but like as a testament to the talent that we have. We got Justin Watson half of the field wide open. He ran an incredible route, does everything right, and JC Jackson still almost gets a fingertip of that football because he's JC Jackson and really fucking good. Eventually, yeah. that's just gonna hurt us. And like Chiefs fans need to be aware of that. Our coaching staff is aware of that. That's the margin between winning and losing in the NFL. I get that. But, like, this team should only continue to get better at this point, too, given how young they are. Hey. And we'll get um, our cornerback healthy as well. It's just a hammy. Um, our starting corner, rookie.
1: Yeah, Trey McDuffie. Thank
2: you. Yes, him. There we go.
1: So, at the <laughs> point that the game was super vanilla, it really felt like, and I know you two aren't the biggest basketball guys in the world. But it really felt like game one of, like, one of those seven-game series where you're kind of just feeling each other out. Like, you're playing the game. But right like,
0: punches. just,
1: just. Yeah. It's like a boxing match yes. in, like, the first three rounds where you're kind of jabbing at each other. You're kind of, like, you know, not really throwing haymakers. And I really think the next game is where we're going to see some fucking punches thrown. But, I mean, not all of them. It won't be all of them because I really think that you might think that you're going to see these guys in the postseason. The next Chargers or, game? Next Chargers game Okay. Is where I think okay. we're going to see some punches thrown.
2: I was going to say, I don't think we need him against Jim Irsay and his clown ass, but.
1: Clown. Um, we do have to kind of talk about how Willie Gay is suspended now, though. Which yeah. Which is super unfortunate.
2: Did he beat up another vacuum?
1: No, no. This is, the that, susp- this is the suspension from the vacuum incident. Ah. Yeah, they finally suspended him. It only took him like half of a year and two games. And he's so not gonna He will be missing argue. four games without pay, which is super unfortunate. Um, I'm not. Who are our next four games? It's Colts and then I you don't got know. Who's
2: four games by. for beating up a vacuum?
1: Well, no. Don't
0: get me started, started on that. that. Don't get it me. <laughs>
1: because of the disp- domestic disturbance, I'm just glad he beat up the vacuum cleaner. Did the vacuum
0: press charges? I don't know. I'm confused. No, it was the, it was his ex-girlfriend. All right, so we have Indy, Bucks, Raiders, and Bills. That's
1: a bad four-game stretch to miss. Oh,
0: no. And then guess what games he comes back for? The 49ers, Titans, and Jaguars. We really didn't need him for the... Can we, like, appeal this for the next four weeks? That's the thing that sucks is he didn't appeal it. Like... I beat up the vacuum. Hand up. It was I, me. I All right.
1: Play. Like Mike Mike Evans appealed in his suspension. For Mike like, Evans was a fucking his, idiot for appealing his suspension. He's he lucky he, he got one. Game. That, uh, what's his nuts? Uh the ex Vikings uh defensive tackle. Or no, maybe it wasn't the defense. I can't remember. One of the one of an ex Bucks uh I said Vikings, god damn it. Um Derek Brooks, the linebacker. He's like on the appeal council. He's like one of two dudes, and he didn't he didn't take uh, uh Mike Evans' case, which was, <laughs> was very funny. Um, yeah. Before before we move on, um, and before let's do score first, and then I'll
0: bring this point up. Okay. Uh, can I like nerd out on Willie Gay and how badly this is gonna affect us? Yes. I you mean, may, our
2: city You may nerd out on
0: Willie Gay. So. Usually we only run a two linebacker set. If we ever run with the third, it's Leo Chanel, and he's usually rushing the passer. About it's like an eighty-five percent.
2: Hey, we predicted that.
0: Yeah. Uh, So Nick Bolton. Now you had Willie Gay, who usually played in you know the single linebacker set in the dime or the buck, whatever you want to call it. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. Great at pass coverage. I think Sam mentioned it in our group chat. Like he completely missed an interception that he could have had. Anyway, yeah, he did absolutely yeah, oh miss that.
2: I've never seen a more clueless pick six in my life. It was like, <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch this until it <laughs> completes the pass. Then I'm going to deck your ass. And it was, I literally <laughs> like stood up in my living room and let out an F bomb and sat back down. But sorry, Beans. He, that
1: he, does,
0: me off. he does miss a few tackles, like against Austin Eckler in the open field. But other than that, the guy is an animal. He's a freak of nature. He's everywhere, fast as lightning, covers from sideline to sideline. He's gone now. Four games. We're fighting against yep. Indianapolis. We'll put Elijah Lee in his spot. I don't think Leo Chanel is not going to get that uh, that role because he's a rookie and that's a lot to learn about coverage, about you know. Yeah, I, I think you that's a to lot. Keep him
1: in, you keep him in the role that like, he has right now. Yeah, no Elijah reason to force him into that. Players. There's no reason to force him into that role when Willie Gay's going to be back. If Willie Gay was going to miss the rest of the season, then, like, yeah,
0: sure, fine, let's go. But. I will say, though, the next stretch of games, I think it's going to be great for us because you're going to have Bolton, Lee, who is a veteran presence, say what you want, that's fine. Hitchens was a veteran presence as well. I'm not saying Lee is Hitchens, but it's nice to have that on the field. These next few stretch of games, we'll see a lot of three-linebackers set, which will be exciting to see the pressures generated with Leo Chanel. So I think we might be okay. Like it's going to be one of those like you're missing a star player, but you're making up for it with, you know, out more extra players, I guess, an extra line
1: leadership.
0: <laughs> well, with an extra player, you're you're replacing one Willie Gay with uh, Elijah Lee and Leo Chanel.
1: <laughs> but then you're losing a corner, aren't you?
0: Thank you, Sam.
1: <laughs> you're losing.
0: We're gonna play losing, with
2: twelve to replace. Willie Gay, because he's so, so many places that we're just going to play with 12 because that's easier.
0: No, so here's what's going to happen as well. Call it what you want. We don't have McDuffie. You're going to put Snead on the outside. We're going to just run a base package. We're going to run a 4-3 all the time. I feel like
1: Buffalo is going to fucking eat our assholes. if we run yeah, a base They're the package exceptionator.
0: They're the exceptionator, but I'm looking at the stretch of games here. Indianapolis, run the damn ball. Bucks, they're going to start running the damn ball with Mike yeah, Evans out. They will run the ball for sure. And I don't know about the Raiders. That one, you're going to go back to your two two linebacker set.
1: Bills, that one, you're going to go back to
0: double cover Devontae Adams and Derek Carr won't know what to do. Exactly. So with that being said, these next few stretch of games is okay because we're going to make up for it with that extra linebacker. We're going to run a 4-3 a lot. I think we're going to see a transition in that as far as – Scheming wise,
2: I mean, we should just load the box against Indy anyways because they fucking suck at doing anything else. So
0: I say keep three linebackers in and let Leo. Our, our defense to should town.
2: look like punt block when we're playing Indianapolis. That's how like little respect I have for not anybody not named Michael Pittman.
0: <laughs> well, Michael Pittman
1: will be back, so maybe that, that was my dude. nerd
0: out phase. Dog,
1: Pittman's not back. Uh, if you got KC in your fantasy leagues defense, uh, pick them like immediately. Oh yeah, that offense is bad. Outside, so of we got some opinion. predictions
2: with the game we're talking about them.
1: Um, NFL is like weird, and I hate to, like
2: thirteen cheese.
1: Wow. <laughs> I you see, I hate to predict blowouts. Um, I I still think Indy's defense is fine. Um. I'm going to go with like 31, like 21, something like that. I don't think, I think Willie Gabe being out is going to cause our defense to give us some points. So we'll go like 31 21.
0: All right. I'm going to say it's a win, but I'm going to say it's a low scoring affair of 21 to like three. They might get a touchdown. They might get a touchdown. They might get a touchdown, but oh. I mean, yeah, 18 teams a lot of points and three is not Jesus Christ. I All don't
1: right. think
0: it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, I think it's the game. Okay. They might score a touchdown 21 to seven. It's a two, two possession, you know, I mean, 10 difference. points, the two possession game, my guy, I know, but the game is going to feel a lot further than
1: what it really shows. Like okay it, all right, now while I load up my gambling app, um, how much real estate does Marshawn Lattimore own in Mike Evans' dome? All of it. All of it. Yeah. All of it.
2: <laughs> Dude, at this point, he could like legitimately just say the he owns so much real estate that he doesn't even have to really say anything. That like Mike Evans just enters the game so fucking pissed off. <laughs> That it takes nothing to set him off.
0: Dude, it's fucking... Did you see him lip to the ref? It, it's Tom Brady. What am I supposed to do?
1: Bro, yeah. I can bet on Albert Pujols' home run tonight at plus 375. Oh, baby. That could be spas. Yeah, so we're doing
0: bets right now. Huh? We're doing
1: bets, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Gavin. I believe... I actually, I believe... You know, what we really need is like a board to show what everyone is. I'm pretty sure everyone is one and one, now that I think about it. I am. Because I think, yeah, I think, we, I think we reversed it from last week. I was the only one who didn't hit week one, and then you two, fuck, I was the only one to hit it week two. I kind of got the layup of the century, though, with Oklahoma, so. All right, Gavin, what are you thinking for bets? um so mind board. the only player props we got are for uh, the thursday night game tomorrow
2: yeah and i don't know those off the top of my head so oklahoma's a 13
1: point favorite holy shit uh, it was hard. like 11 i got i believe i got mine at 11 God.
0: part of me wants to just bet on ku
1: um so the tennessee titans
2: are uh Two uh, and two and a half point dogs to the Vegas Raiders, Sam. If I'm p- reading this correctly, i do not a um Let
1: me let me look real quick.
2: I'm picking the Titans to win. Coming off that, what? I respect v- Vrabel as a coach. Like, and I I just don't respect the Raiders.
1: So. Okay, yeah. So the Titans are catching plus two and a half. Are you trying to bet win outright, or are you just going with the points?
2: I I think the Titans are going to win.
0: Okay, money line it is, baby. Deans, what do you got? I kind of like this West Virginia-Virginia tech bet. Okay. What do you like about it, baby girl? I like,
1: I like the spread. Well, who do you like with the spread? That doesn't tell me anything, baby girl. Oh,
0: sorry. Like West, West West Virginia with the spread.
1: Okay. I got to find it real quick. You know, they used to let you sort it by uh, conference, and they took it away. So, you're taking West Virginia minus two and a half.
0: Oh, mine says minus one and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, that's fine. Still a field goal. Yeah.
1: All right. I am also going to balance a Big 12 football, and I am taking the over on Duke KU at 66 and a half. (laughs) Because KU might actually just score 66 by themselves. They're really gonna say fuck around and find out. So I'm go So for our parlay, I'll probably tweet this out tomorrow. We got Titans money line, West Virginia minus two and a half, and KU Duke over 66 and a half. Gavin, you're not participating, are you? Nope. All right, let's go. I wanted 20. to take the Steelers
2: tomorrow night, but I decided to pass on
1: that. All right, beans. 20 wins $153 dues. Let's Guys, hope we win. Do it, win. baby. Do it. Joe Dirt. I actually might also invest a substantial amount of money into uh, myself for KU minus 66 or over 66 and a half. In fact, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I actually am going to put a tenner on that right now
2: substantial amount of money
1: yeah a whole ten dollars totally all right name. beans yeah beans take it away my guy
2: wait no there's your thought-provoking moment first okay i don't have to go through pain yet
1: <laughs> yeah y'all <laughs> beans always uh no this will be this will still be pain this will still be pain what this is
0: pain dude can we just not what the fuck beans <laughs> i'm kidding all right so would you Send your mom to jail for five years. And if you would, for how much money? Like how what is the minimum threshold of money you would take to send your mom to jail for five years? Shit. Well, the cop-out actual-
2: answer here is bail plus like whatever you would want for yourself. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. Judge says prison five years. Hey, how like what kind of prison am I sending her to? Leavenworth, Leavenworth. We're gonna keep her home, Leavenworth.
1: Oh man. I was hoping it was like a minimum security prison. Nah, eleven worth. At that I'm point like a,
0: mom to jail. At so. that point,
1: it's like a daycare. Yeah, a daycare. I'm not sending mom to jail. Um, well Zero. I I can't I can't promise you that there's not a dollar amount. <laughs>
0: Dude, like there's, God, someone gave God, me a, there's a dollar amount.
1: God, if someone gave me a billion dollars to throw my mom in the slammer, like, I'm like, sorry, mom.
0: <laughs> like, dog,
1: mom, here's a half
0: bill. Like, get <laughs> like, over like, it. like, here's a couple thousand for your strollers.
1: <laughs> Fuck, I'd give her a half bill. I don't give a shit. But if it was, like, a minimum security prison and she was, like, 60-something, that's pretty much, like, an old folks' home. So, like, <laughs> hmm.
2: Like, I thought you are going a different route there. Like, the minimum <laughs> security prison, she'll just break out. It'll be fine. No. Oh,
0: God. Could you see Mama D just breaking out of prison? <laughs> no, but seriously, um,
1: I don't know what the money amount is. It's, it's not a million dollars. A million dollars is
0: like a lot but
1: not, like, with what's the minimum, no.
0: like, what's the minimum threshold? Like, come on, let's be Dude, real.
1: We're looking at a couple hundred mil, probably. A couple
0: hundred mil. Oh, I was thinking a couple hundred thou. Like, nah. I love you, Mom, but, like, if somebody came up to me with, like, $500,000, like,
2: I'll just, I got it. I'll just get such a large amount of money that I just buy the jail, and then I'll just release Mom. It's genius. <laughs> it can't
0: Can
1: you me. do oh, that? That's brilliant. Yeah. Whatever Whatever the jail costs, plus,
0: like, a couple thousand dollars, there you go. For Gap myself, right.
2: It's processing. Standard processing fee.
0: Okay, Wendy shit. would be running that jail by the end of the week, so...
2: I'm not sending Wendy to jail,
0: so... <laughs> she would be owning that place.
1: <laughs> am Wendy I a piece of
0: shit? Am I, am I a pissy piece of shit yet, or... What? Uh, no,
1: I think it's an interesting question. Um... I don't know, man, there, there, there is a, I can't put, I'm not going to say a number amount because I like my life, but there is a number amount to where if they, like, again, if fucking, like, Elon came up and be like, hey, I'm throwing your mom in jail and handing me a check for, like, $50 million, I'd be like, all right, well, fuck our gas, mate. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm right,
0: just... can, I, can I give you an extra thought-provoking moment? I had a extra. Sure, we one get day.
2: double for the price of one
1: play
0: the Price right. Is right theme. I'd like to give my answer to this one, too. All right. Who would play the role of you if you were a movie? So it, who would be you in a movie?
1: Uh, well, I would want Danny DeVito to be me, but I don't think that would <laughs> I don't think that would go... I wouldn't say that wouldn't go well, but I don't think it'd be the best. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds.
2: Not, like, not even, uh, like, conversation. That's that's who it would be.
1: We got Danny DeVito. Ryan I, I feel like Danny DeVito is not, like, a good match for me, though. Like, I'm trying to think of someone who actually kind of looks like me.
2: Well, Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, though, like Actually, I have been in told to be.
1: in a skinnier life, I was told I looked like the guy from Hunger Games, PETA. So you you plump that motherfucker up, like, 150 pounds, <laughs> give him a beard, yeah, him. That's who I want.
0: Yeah, I who's, who's yours, to... What's that? Who's yours? Oh, Paul Walker, for sure.
2: Interesting. Okay.
1: Isn't he dead? <laughs> yeah, that, that's mine. So, wait, you're just going to have a – you're just going to be animated? That's fucking. I An mean, animated
0: weird. Paul
2: Walker, that'd be kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Now,
0: that's now you got me on board, bruh. I don't well, like can that
1: imagine, at you imagine, like,
0: I don't know. I feel like a bald. Like, if you put Paul Walker as bald,
1: saying it wouldn't
0: work. I'm just he, saying, you can't shave like, his head. You can't shave. I feel his head like now, your movie but... would get
1: canceled online.
2: A really tan beans was like right there as Vin Diesel, and you just like let it go on by, but <laughs> it's fine.
0: I am beans. It's all about the family. (laughs) Family. As I'm sending my mom to jail for a couple of minutes. minutes. (laughs) Not
1: not to absolutely derail everything that we've been doing. I I forgot that this was like in the lexicon of my thoughts. So so you're getting a triple thought-provoking moment. One from Sam. So I... I didn't have a dream, right? Like, this wasn't a dream. This was, like, a well-thought-out thing. And it was, like, what would be the greatest crossover, like, movie of all fucking time? Right? And it's so obviously Transformers (laughs) and Fast and Furious. Oh, god like dude i like had it planned out in my head to where like all the fast and furious people are trying to stop like the autobots because they don't know and then the decepticons come out and then vin diesel rides an optimus prime and then like optimus prime like dives to save him or something at the end of i don't even know what how it worked i can't remember exactly everything but like eventually Optimus Prime just goes family <laughs> you can't tell me that would be one of the greatest moments in cinema history
0: the sad part is that's probably the next one that is the next one i'm telling you right now this is free advice to whoever owns the ip for transformers and
1: fast and furious that movie dude that movie would do fucking numbers the you know best part raising it wouldn't – you wouldn't have to take it serious. Like, that'd be the – like, the I expectations. I do would be serious. But, like, that would – Fast and Furious is stupid and Transformers is d- bad too. That together would just be hilarious. Especially if they, like, hit it and, like, halfway through you found out the cars they were driving with fucking Transformers.
0: That shit <laughs> would, would be fucking crazy. They don't even include the Transformers. Like, the trailer and everything is just Fast and Furious. No, Everybody goes back- to the movies. Dude. You it's realize driving, how fucking nuts that theater would go if, like, Vin
1: Diesel is driving around in this <laughs> truck that looks like Optimus Prime. They joke, like, it's op- – they joke, like, oh, you gave this an Optimus Prime paint job? Like, that's fucking stupid. And, just driving just around, <laughs> and then, like, he dives out of, like, the truck as they're falling <laughs> from something so he can, like, fucking shoot something or I don't know what the fuck. And then it, you just hear like, and then Optimus Prime just fucking grabs him and like saves his life and it's like whoa
0: It's fucking Optimus Prime
1: dog you can't tell me that wouldn't be
2: the greatest movie of all time it's absolute the only director is Michael Bay correct like the only
1: person that can do a movie like that
0: and Paul Walker
1: I'm, I'm telling you that movie would do so many numbers and then like you could just have them go to space and then it could be like that's how you get
0: uh the fucking Fast and Furious in Space. There you go. Know, and then you, you do a triple crossover movie. with Jurassic Park, but Transformers Jesus already Christ. did that. No,
1: wait, what I, I'm pretty sure I did say something about this before about a triple crossover, but I don't remember what it was. It had something to do with like aliens in space, but it wasn't like Alien versus Predator or anything like that. It was I don't remember what it was. It was some sort of, like, popular, like, sci-fi thing. It doesn't matter. We've gone completely off course. But I'm glad I could share... That was... Dude, I'm telling you. If Optimus Prime said family to fucking Vin Diesel, that
0: theater would go ballistic.
1: (laughs) You can hear it in your head, I know. I know. know know It's
0: disturbing me.
2: (laughs) I'm imagining... I'm imagining, you know, the, like, uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, like, nodding at each other, at, like, before they drive away. And then, like, Optimus pulls up, like, next to
0: him. <laughs> Bumblebee's um, in the
1: background. <laughs> Dude, they all just then, like the end, the end credit, you know how, like, at the end credit of um, Transformers, it's, like, Optimus Pride narrating. The end credit is, like, a third-person perspective it's been Diesel narrating for the Autobots. And then it's like, but we learned one thing. Okay, and you we gotta wrap up. Of the rocks, like, we're family.
2: Beans pissed me off about the triple option.
1: All right, right.
0: that's his hot take. God damn it. We need to stop being weak, pea-brained, small-minded people. The triple option is the best offensive scheme ever anyone has ever came up with. That ever. is not true. It and I ro- is. It, what
1: Could is you- completely ironic about it is you said that we need to stop being P-brained, and that's, like, the one offense I would associate with being P-brained, that's other Gavin. than just, like, normal standard uh, halfback iso. Gavin? Beans, for
2: your offense that you call P-brained, <clears throat> when you line up five wide, just, like, just we're going to go raw basics here when you run a pass play and like receivers are running routes, assuming that you're using at least five, which makes sense for a normal offense. um, How many things can like happen on that play? How many things do you have to keep track of? How many like reads does the quarterback have to make? And all of that besides going, is the defender going to tackle me or my friend? Make decision. Continue. Is guy going to tackle me or my friend? Make decision. Continue. By that point, you have the ball or your friend has ball. I think that you've misplaced the term P-brain.
0: What has the RPO generated from? The triple option. It's the I mean, same thing. No, no, the t- RPO I, is the same thing. I understand thing as triple that. Option. Okay, well, the 2020
1: fucking Hellcat came from the ni- 2019 Hellcat.
0: Like, whatever. Like, fa- wait, It's the same wait, reading concept, just wait, different points of the field. Wait, Beans,
2: because we upgraded something, are you then now saying that we should go to what it replaced? Because that's obviously better, even though we upgraded it?
0: Okay, I'm going to bring up two points of perspective here.
1: Beans has a fucking iPhone 3 in his pocket currently. That's why his battery dies before we're done fucking filming every week.
0: <laughs> I'm going to bring up two points of view here. Think of the schematic... change. Think of if the NFL... Any team in the NFL ran the triple option. For instance, let's say well, – The quarterback would be fucking dead.
2: No, it would be let's, them all.
0: Yeah, there we go. Good good choice. Let's say it's the Baltimore Ravens. They run the triple option. Now, think they this through did. for a little – well, think of this through for a little bit. That team has to change their pers- – that other team they're playing against has to change their defensive scheme for that week and that week only for that team, and it messes up their whole Go ahead.
2: Are you wanting to do it simply because it's different and other teams have to prepare for it or because it's like actually an efficient way? of? It's running
0: actually offense? an efficient way of running an offense.
2: OK, that's where you're wrong. Like I agreed with your first like if you would have told me the first thing I said, that makes sense. NFL team like it's literally what people are giving the Patriots credit for. Like it looks like they're just going to ground and pound when everybody's going to the air. You can't prepare for the Patriots. That makes sense. But it's not like the Patriots are coming out here and saying that giving the ball to Damian Harris for four yards a clip is more effective than Josh Allen's, like, eight yards an attempt right now.
1: Here's the problem, right, Beans? And Look, I'm a big triple option guy. I love watching Army-Navy. I love that. Like, I love the triple option. The triple option is a great offense for teams that are talent – not talentless, but, like, less talented. To like basically kind of fake execute maneuver. an offense. Yeah. Basically, w- when you execute the triple option and like especially base triple option, like under center, like wing backs, everything. <clears throat> when you execute that at a high level, that is an offense that's hard to stop. Just by high nature. Four. Yeah. And so it, it and it helps burn clock and it helps shorten the game and it helps like worst teams compete with better teams the problem really becomes when you are running the ball for like four yards a clip like yes that's like fine if you run the ball for four yards every play you win every single game you play because you're unstoppable what becomes the problem is is you're passing the error. ball just in general Well, it passing the ball in general is just a more efficient play by like every metric. Right. Just being able to throw the ball is more efficient. And so like you get a quarterback who like can run the triple option and can't throw and runs it fine. But then like as you increase the ability of your quarterback to throw the better outcomes you get by just throwing the ball. Right, so you kind of get to this like para- parabolic state, to where like you have to have a quarterback that is like so not great at throwing the football that like your passing like efficiency is worse than your rushing efficiency, and by then, but like there at that point your quarterback still so fucking sucks at throwing the ball. So you're still really one-dimensional, if that makes sense.
0: So let's say Nick Saban, all of his five-star recruits, they run the triple option. Would that not be the most powerful offense in the game? A bunch of five-star be, recruits. It would be
1: good. I think you would have a hard time convincing those kids to run triple option. I don't Their
2: think Their offense so. would be worse than it is right now.
1: Hmm. Because
2: running the ball is less effective but, than like, passing. ball.
1: here's the ball. thing, though, Beans. Like I, I, get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it comes down to you're asking Bryce Young to be an option quarterback and not be a Heisman tro- be the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback that he is. If that makes sense, right? Sure. So I mean, like, would you rather have Bryce Young do what he did while winning the Heisman? or effectively be Malcolm Perry, but, like, a worse Malcolm Perry because Bryce Young isn't as athletic as Malcolm Perry, if that makes James,
2: sense. you're 50 years behind your time with this mentality that you've brought to this podcast. Like, no, think of, like you're too young to think this way.
1: No, and, <laughs> like, here's the thing, Means, is I don't disagree with you that, like, the triple option is good. And, like,
0: the everything option, that we have learned as no, I know. Op-
1: As offensive teams, I I know option football is alive
0: and well in the 21st century. It's just in different formats, and people need to understand that. Yes, but that's because they're more efficient formats and are allowing you to like.
1: It's harder to throw the ball out of a heavy set that like army runs than it is out of a spread system like Chip Kelly popularized in Oregon. What the Ravens are doing now. Like, what the Ravens are doing now looks like a legitimate, like, NFL offense, so you can't stack up on it because you can still throw the ball easier out of that formation.
0: All I'm saying is if you had Jeff Munkin as the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban with those five-star recruits, they would be the best offense. They would still be a really good offense. Yeah, they would. Like, I'm not saying they wouldn't be. And I think I, even in the NFL, I think if the Baltimore Ravens was running the triple option right now, I think they would have just as many wins and just as much success. I'm, I'm not, not saying I they'd be better. You, I'm not saying they'd be better. I think I, they I agree have with that. Success. But that's a
2: team that always, also depends on running the ball when everyone's healthy I, and like they're doing. I what think they
0: want. genuinely,
1: if you wanted to, oh, dude, this would be so hard to prove. You would need a hell of a defense, too, to do this. Like, what the Ravens have right now wouldn't work because the Ravens' defense just isn't good enough for this. But if you had, like, an all-time, like, defense, or, like, even what the Steelers have, if you had, like, a Steelers-level defense and you just decided to not pay a fucking quarterback and you, like, went out and you got, we'll just say Malcolm Perry because Malcolm Perry is one of the best option quarterbacks of all time, or, like, Keenan Reynolds or whatever. If you went out and you just said we are going to run the triple option as an NFL team, and you paid your quarterback fuck nothing, and just invested in like offensive line and defense, and just drafted like bodies at running back, you could maybe not be the worst team in the league.
2: Yes, but that's your starting point and the way you phrased it. Like- yes,
1: because at the end of the day, you would still have Malcolm
2: Perry as your quarterback. Yeah. And like the, the the biggest problem to me with the triple option offense is your margin for error play to play. And like Sam was getting this before you get four yards, you get four yards and like, there's going to be chunk plays. I get all that, but it relies on everyone to execute perfectly. Now, like what the triple option offense does is it controls everything really well so that if you execute, it's going to work. But like, Depending on your players to execute perfectly every single play is just not a realistic expectation. Just like, period. I, I
0: think so. You're saying thing, the passing offense sets a lower standard?
2: I'm saying that every single player doesn't have to execute perfectly every play in a passing offense because mm-hmm. only one player has to get open on any given play.
0: I but you have to say, have a quarterback smart enough to hit that guy. Yes. Yeah. You still have to have a quarterback smart enough
1: to make the triple option reads, too. Yeah.
0: And I think and then you can, ne- then you can is- never
1: really get behind by multiple scores because your quarterback I, probably won't be good enough to like throw the ball.
2: I agree with that back. with you on that, Beans. If we re- if everyone ran triple option offenses, there would be like 60 amazing quarterbacks in college football and all of them would be the same and nobody would be able to tell any different. Right now there's like five in college football because playing quarterback is harder because doing everything that the spread offense asks a quarterback to do is harder. I I agree with that sentiment of it.
1: I I would say as my final point. Yeah, we got to get off. this. (laughs) We got to move on. (laughs) I, I genuinely think that. You are discounting Logic. the no that you are discounting the viability of five star prospects wanting to run the triple option like in college. I feel like you would just see a bunch because they're trying to make it to the NFL. so they're not going to want to like play in the triple option if that makes sense. I also think that you would have a very hard time convincing 11-year veteran center that he needs to start cut blocking and run blocking on every single play to run the triple option. So I feel like you would need like a 6-year contract and like no vets <laughs> pretty much on your team in order to like like even get it off the ground if that makes sense. But, I, I again, I like the triple option. I think the logistics of implementing it in the NFL would be very hard. It's apples to cucumbers. Yes. So my hot take, uh, we're going to stay with kind of college in this. Um, I absolutely think that Al Michaels and Kirk Street are money. I love those two together. Those guys were awesome. I miss Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. First of all, Al Michaels is just money. Like, let's just – no beating around the books. Al Michael is fantastic. Kurt Herbstieg is fantastic too.
0: And I know some people don't like him, but, like, he is so good. I love Think him. Think of how hard I, of a job he has. He has to do Saturday and then do games on Saturday and then also do NFL. You know how hard it is to know that much football for a guy? Like, I get it. We do it. Yeah, but, dude, like, like, it's – Dude, for him to do it professionally, it's hard. Kirk Her, Street and, like, Tony Romo
1: are great. Like,
0: They're Michael great for the sport. Kirk yes.
1: Street are in the same tier as— uh, I don't know, Jim. Um, Tony, who, who's with Tony Romo? I can't remember his name. Ronald Jim. Blank. Jim. Yeah. Jim. Jim who, though? Jim, Bo- uh, uh, Jim Bob. Jim Bob Cooter. That was coming. Yep. <laughs> that was Dude, coming please up. help me. I'm drawing a blank. Why can't I? No, I, I just heard him. You know, I
2: don't know Jim, but here we go. That's, what is his name? Why can't I? It's Jim. That's all Tony Romo refers to. I thinking of to Brad so
1: Nessler, and that is wrong. Like Tony Horses Romo to and what? Troy Aikman? No. Well, that's not a Jim. You're thinking of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Jim Nance. Jim ah, Jim! Nance, that's right. Yeah, Jim Nance and Tony Romo are, like, in the same tier as Kirk Herbstreit and now Michaels. Like, those two commentary teams are fantastic. And also, here's another hot take for you. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are really good, too. People just fucking hate Joe Buck. Yeah. But, like, those two are great together. Like, I they're feel bad for here. Joe
2: Buck, too, because he's, like, one of those things where, like he like, people just for some reason targeted him as, like... You're an announcer that says really, like, just basic stuff all the time. When, like, that's 90% of what every announcer says play-to-play. So, but for some reason, people only target
1: it on Joe Buck. Dude, okay. Like, let's be honest here. Like, we'll get off of this as soon as, like, I finish saying this. Also, Iron Eagle is also really good. Like, shout out to Iron Eagle. He's RG3 also-
0: is also good.
1: RG3 is hilarious, actually. <laughs> I've seen that he said some wild shit. Yeah. But let, 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 let's be real. If you... Like, who is the most big name, like, announcer, right? Or not big name, like, big game announcer, right? It's, it's Joe Buck. Yeah, he's like, in everything. Dude, like, for real, whether or not it's just because Fox forced him down our throats or what, but, like, every single time... Like, if Jim Nance is calling the Super Bowl, or, like, Ian Eagle is calling the Super Bowl, or, like, Kevin if Kevin Harlan ever called the Super Bowl, or, like, Mike Tirico or Al Michaels, like, it is just not the same as Joe Buck. Joe Buck is, like, when you hear Joe Buck, like, on the call, that's a big fucking game. I wish you know Gus I mean? Johnson would do more. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I love Gus Johnson, but that's the same thing, right? Like, Gus Johnson.
0: He's like, the energy guy. I love He's the energy the, dude. He's the guy. He's the dude on Big Noon Kickoff. Whatever, yeah. Like, hyped up but if game. he was on Sundays, think of games on Sundays with Gus
1: Johnson. Dude, I know. That'd be fantastic. But I'm just saying, and I don't know if you agree with this, Gavin, but, like, if I'm watching the Super Bowl, I want Joe Buck on the fucking Super Bowl. I, if I'm listening to the, the World Series, I want Joe Buck because Joe Buck is, like, big time. If you, It just feels like he's big time. His voice is big time. He doesn't, like, make mistakes. And Troy makes like, him kind of boring
0: with them. But, like, they just and that, That's. I think that's what it is. I think those two together just don't pair well together. I think if you get Joe Buck with a Tony Romo. I feel like hmm. Tony.
2: I don't. I don't know, Joe, but here we... Oh, it just floats off the tongue. I fucking love it. Let's go.
1: Yeah, but what, Jim Nance and Tony Romo are great together, too, though. I don't want to do that. Well,
2: I know. That's because it just floats off the tongue. You know, I don't know, Jim, but here we go. I mean, it's just, like, right there. Come on.
1: I, I feel like you need someone kind of with the same, like, tone as Trey Aikman, though, too. Yeah. Like, I don't well, know. I feel like maybe... I don't know. It doesn't matter. But Joe, Joe Buck, this hot take is turned from Al Michaels and Kirk Herbshire great to Joe Buck is just the best for big games. Which I guess is actually a legitimate hot take because people hate Joe Buck. All right, Gavin. You got yours and then we'll sign out of here. Yep.
2: I'm just here to uh, victory lap uh, AJ Brown being a great wide receiver. Came on here, we talked about it, and the NFL has a uh, given us the pleasure of watching a direct comparison of what happens to an offense when you add an aj brown and when you add a shitty wide receiver who can only get open on crossing routes to replace him it's just beautiful folks we uh aj brown is great you add aj brown to an offense they're passing more they're more efficient they're just seemingly unstoppable unless they just try and stop themselves in the second half but uh there was two different types of teams playing. There was the Titans forcing the ball down Derrick Henry's throat for 1.9 yards a carry, but that's Ryan Tannehill's fault. And then there was the Eagles who were dynamic, who were putting up points and just flat killed the Vikings. And like the biggest or like the widest 24 to seven game or whatever it was that I've ever seen in my life. But
0: uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. A- AJ Brown has like helped that Eagles offense and Jalen Hurts too just reach a whole new fucking gear and uh the titans who thought that well i guess i shouldn't blame this on vrabel because vrabel wasn't happy about it but the tennessee titans uh organization thought that they would be better off without and uh, to this point i think that uh through two weeks we can confirm that that is not the case yeah i not i don't even want to come out here to like victory lap being right or wrong on Traylon burks it's early he's a rookie He's doing exactly what I thought he would be doing at this point. Um, but you're not gonna like I don't I don't know what they expected out of a passing offense. That's ruling out uh, Nick westbrook akine Robert Woods off a of torn ACL, and like Rondale Moore. That's black and in SEC.
0: And a rookie, Kyle Phillips, is also almost yeah. like.
2: But okay, but that fits into the same boat of where like he pull, he fills a very specific role and does a couple things really, really well. But like they don't have that guy that you can just say, all right, go line up on the outside, get open, and just like open up our passing hmm. game.
0: That yeah, sounds like just, the like, chiefs that's that sounds like the Chiefs.
1: That's why we didn't throw to our yeah. wide receivers, Beans. Good well, job. Here's the thing, Ga or Beans. It's the Chiefs. But instead of Travis Kelsey you have whoever well, the fuck is out you have Austin Hooper and instead of Pat Mahomes you have Ryan Dana and that's
2: the perfect example of comparing the two when you don't have any weapons but you don't just like hand it off to a shitty running back for 1.9 yards a carry and blame your quarterback instead you run this like spread offense that literally uses anyone and everyone including like this dude off the street Justin Watson and just says here make offense work because passing the ball is easier and they do it because our coaching staff is smart
1: like that. So, I do want to say a couple things. One, Clyde has looked all right, knock on wood. So, he's looked fine, he's looked serviceable. So, until so no Clyde slander until we absolutely need to. I would say I think we can No, he's with been that. fine. Yeah, he's, he's been good. Fine. Um, The Titans are fucking crap. Like, I, I, I understand. Here's how I know the Titans are crap. The Bills are really fucking good. Like, I don't think anyone's, like, really going to debate that. Like, that defensive line with Von Miller and Gregory Russo and Ed Oliver is really good. And they have really good, like... Linebackers and Edmonds and Milano, and then top it of the off, they have Micah Hyde. And don't they have Jordan Poyer too? at safety Jordan
2: Poyer and then uh Trey and White, Trey who's Poyer like still recovering. That defense
1: years. is disgusting. Like yeah. that, Buffalo literally might have a top five defense and a top five offense, like yeah. consensus. Yeah. Like, top five is conservative, that seems ridiculous. But the Titans also lost to the fucking Giants, and I don't care. Uh, they got Daniel Jones from the ball to, like, Ricky James or Ricky Jones or Richie Jones no, or like, – I don't they're even – it's Richie off. James, I think.
2: Yeah, Richie, Richie James,
1: James. is a legitimate target in that offense, and the Giants are just bad. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the Giants are, like, at best a middle-of-the-road team, and the Titans lost to them. Like, I don't think the Titans are very good uh, personally, but – Yep.
2: I don't think Sam's internet is very good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think he notices it yet either. I don't think
2: he has any clue.
1: It's okay. I'll just react. You got rid of your number one offensive weapon outside. He
2: actually has no idea. He has
1: no.
0: Do you think he hears us? No. Probably I don't,
2: not. You know what it is? He didn't put in a name for himself. That's what the issue is.
0: Do you think he's, like, catching all of us saying this and then, like— No.
2: I'm I'm sad that nobody caught my name of uh, Burke's crossing route season, but— I, I, I saw it. Okay. There. I was happy about that. Yes. Oh,
1: is he back? Hey, on the live back. I'm back. back. My, okay. Look at him go. I don't know what's happened. My Wi-Fi has just been dog water today.
2: I'm not saying it, but
0: that there
1: it goes again.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: is that what I sound like to you guys?
0: Uh. <laughs>
1: Sorry, man man Shake's mouth? head. You hear me now? Yep.
0: Yeah, you're 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 good. You're
1: good. Am I good? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You better end this disaster of an episode. We started drunk and ended with poor Wi-Fi connection. Ugh. All right, Gavin, Beans, do either of you have a last word?
2: I just – okay, I'm going to take this moment. K-State fans, as a fan base, just be better. All of you, everyone, stop leaving at halftime. Stop posting pictures on Instagram in the parking lot like the first quarter. It's just – just be better, please. Before you complain about the team, just –
0: Complain about yourself.
1: Yeah. Stop, stop booing our players when our most important recruits are on campus. Yeah. See. On visits. Yeah. No, I I get what you're gonna say, Gavin. I know where you're going with this. Um, no one wants to be booed. Therefore, we should not boo our players when we know we have important visits, like Avery Johnson on campus.
0: Yeah, That's we should just
1: great.
2: we should just count down the play clock for our inept quarterback.
0: Beans. Uh, run the damn ball.
1: Giggity. All right. My last word is drunk. I'm intoxicated. (laughs) Intoxicated. There we go. All right, everyone. Thank you for putting up with our awful show today. We know it was bad from start to finish, maybe not in the middle, but it was good for us. Uh, Be on the lookout for some exciting announcements in the future. Maybe about sponsorship deals. We might have something or another in coming up your way, but we want to thank you again for listening to the show. We would very much enjoy if you guys liked, shared, and subscribed this video on Spotify, Apple Pod, and YouTube. We'd also enjoy a follow on Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore oh. F3S, capital F, capital S, the number three. Oh. That was nice, Gavin. (laughs)
2: Thank you. It kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest with you.
1: So, like you said, if you have something that comes out of nowhere, just like Gavin's hiccup, please send it to us via Twitter and or comment. We would love free content, and we'd love to talk about what you want us to say. Yeah, if
2: we're covering your team or a team that you cheer for and you think that we're a fucking idiot, just, like, let us know. Because if, like, you end up being wrong or we end up being wrong, we want to clown each other.
0: Because Because these guys call me a fucking idiot on the air. So you can do it too. Yeah,
1: I call Beans. You are a fucking idiot on the air. And with that, we close today's show. Thank you all again for listening. God bless and fuck Bosco boys.